Thanks for listening to The Professional Edge this week, or this session, we're actually talking about not completely true estate planning gotchas. So my uh, background is basically 2,500 estate plans, been practicing law for uh, north of 25 years. So we've seen a lot of gotchas in the estate planning arena, and being a listener here on The Professional Edge, we don't want that to happen to you. So when you think about your estate plan, There's more to it than just downloading a form off the internet, signing it, getting it witnessed, notarized, putting it away, and think everything's copacetic. So what is one of the not completely true estate planning gotchas? Well, when we have an individual that has a life insurance policy, we got to take a look at that. So if you did some estate planning and you have not coordinated your life insurance beneficiaries with your estate plan, then you might be wanting to pay more attention and understand that uh, the terms and provisions of that last will and testament is not going to completely control everything because there are certain items, the terms and conditions supersede what is in the last will and testament or the other estate planning document. So when we have the individual pass away, we get the death certificate and we're looking at the documents and seeing what assets are available. And lo and behold, the life insurance policy comes up. And I know dad had a life insurance policy. It was $500,000. We're going to make that claim. We all understand that life insurance is going to come income tax-free. So that's clean money. So we have spendable $500,000. Most of our listeners here in the professional edge have never received a check for $500,000 in one lump sum. So they don't really know how to handle it, but everyone is circling around to get that claim of $500,000. Well, the last will and testament says I give everything to my surviving spouse. Lo and behold, though, dad, before he passed away, updated his beneficiary designation, unbeknownst to mom, and left everything to his son with the understanding that son was going to take care of mom. Well, mom and son have an attenuated relationship and yes we understand that as listeners here on the professional edge we have everyone uh there's someone in the family that uh, doesn't really have the close relationship we all have it it's um sort of a blessing from above so with that in mind uh, mom goes to the attorney's office and says all right i'm ready to make the claim on the life insurance policy and uh, here's a policy they contact the insurance company make the claim for the death benefit insurance company sends out the forms lo and behold mom completes the form sends in death certificate and the insurance company contacts mom and says, you're not the beneficiary. You cannot make the claim on these assets. They are uh, to go to someone else. So lo and behold, it gets clarification. And yep, it is a change beneficiary to the son, 100%. And she looks at the attorney and says, but the will says I get everything. And he says, well, that's not completely true. Here's what really transpires. The terms and conditions of the beneficiary on that life insurance policy is going to supersede what is in the last will and testament. So the court is going to give deference to the change of beneficiary that your husband did, naming your son as being the primary beneficiary of that policy. 
Despite the terms and conditions of that last will and testament, the life insurance proceeds go to the son. She looks at the attorney and says, that's not right. The document says I get everything. Well, the attorney says that's not completely true. So if you have not reviewed your beneficiary designations on your life insurance policy, it's time for a call. Sit down with us to make sure that your estate plan is coordinated with all these different assets so we don't have this not completely true. And that Therefore, you avoid these unpleasant surprises because a lot of times they're not pleasant surprises. More often than not, they're unpleasant results. So again, to have a candid conversation that's confidential, um, I don't live in Columbus. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, so therefore I'm not part of the good old boy network and you know who I'm talking about. So give our office a call at 877-654-9798. That number again, 877-654-9798. So I got to digress a second when we're talking about estate planning. We got to put things together. So this is the not completely true so we can avoid that. And some of the things that we've done for our listeners here on the professional edge to prompt you to get off the dime to actually prompt you to do something because that's the hardest thing to do is to get started doing something right once you get started it's okay so what we've done is actually put together an estate plan um, and your income tax plan and a review of your investments so that's where the three credentials being a tax attorney a cpa and a certified financial planner come in to benefit you as a listener here on the professional edge and those details, um, if you were to engage us for those individual services, would be north of $10,000. Yeah, north of $10,000. Um, we haven't inflation adjusted anything, but when you go to the grocery, you know that things are more expensive or at the gas pump. They are very expensive now. So filling up my F-150 uh, breached that three-figure amount. It was over $100 to fill it up. So I do understand the consequence of inflation each and every week. I put gas in my vehicle. So back to what I was talking about. When we combine your estate plan, your income tax plan, and a review of your portfolio, we call that the bundle. And the details on that to A, accomplish or get over $10,000 of value for $3,000. It is emcthebundle.com. That is Echo Mary Charlie thebundle.com. And again, get the details there. It is an incredible opportunity for you to get on the right path. So therefore, you don't go into the attorney's office and they say that's not completely true. So again, visit EMC. That is Echo Mary Charlie the bundle.com. So what's the next not completely true that we need to worry about? Well, we have beneficiary designations on most of the time, our most valuable asset is controlled by two simple lines. That is the beneficiary designation on your 401k. That takes precedence over your last will and testament again. So you got to be cognizant of these different provisions that apply within the estate planning arena, which control the disposition of assets. So turning to that 401k, majority of our listeners here on the professional edge don't really recall the primary beneficiary or the contingent beneficiary because they've been employed for 20 years and they did that the day they started working there and haven't really visited that again well 
Here's the chance or the opportunity that you have is you have the opportunity to disinherit one of your children or one of your grandchildren. Hmm, sort of scratch your head on that one. So here's what happens. You got the primary beneficiary as the spouse. That's not a big deal. And then you name your two children as contingent beneficiaries and that's it, period, done. Put it away. 50-50, equal between the two kids. Well, lo and behold, spouse passes away. You didn't really get time because you were still distraught to update your primary beneficiary on your 401k. Life gets in the way and then all of a sudden an unfortunate accident happens and you pass away. So now the account holder of that IRA passed away. The last will and testament says I give everything equally to my two children. Um, if my spouse doesn't survive. Well, again, we um, understand that certain provisions supersede the terms and conditions of the last will and testament and the provisions, meaning the beneficiary designation on your 401k are one of those areas. It supersedes whatever you have in your last will and testament. So what do we need to do now? Then we turn to the Beneficiary designation that's on file with a 401k company. And it says, uh, yep, spouse was there first, but she's passed away. Nothing's been updated. Check the records. And now it says to son, daughter, but you remember the daughter passed away before the mom did. Never thought anything of it because, hey, I don't need to update my beneficiary because my spouse is still surviving. So lo and behold, um, the daughter had two children. So you think that the IRA or the 401k holder would not want to disinherit the grandchildren of the daughter or meaning the children of the daughter, their own grandchildren. So with that in mind, who is going to be the beneficiary of this 401k? Is it going to be son, meaning 100% son because mom is gone and his sister is gone. So does son inherit 100% of this 401k? Or does it go 50% to son and then the 50% that was left to the daughter, does that go to her two children? Well, magically, there are three words which we never see on 401k beneficiary designation paperwork, which would allow the daughter's children to inherit that 50% share. But if it's blank and it says I divide this equally between my two children 50-50 and that's all it says, guess what? The surviving child is going to receive 100% of that 401k and therefore the children of the daughter are going to be disinherited. So wake up grandparents um, if you want to avoid the possibility of you disinheriting your grandchildren then you need to give our office a call at 877-654-9798. That number again, 877-654-9798. So again, you're sitting down and you're trying to walk through this information when you have lost a loved one. And everyone's under the guise that um, we're going to be splitting this equally. And that's not completely true. So that's why I termed this um, session not completely true, just the state planning gotchas. And these are big gotchas because if this was a million dollar 401k, 
then son is going to inherit the whole $1 million. And the two grandchildren are going to inherit nothing. Now you say, well, he can give the money. Well, there's a tax consequence for any distribution from that 401k. And we have complications. We have gift rules. So it's just not as easy as that. The easiest thing to do is make sure your beneficiary designation and your estate plan documents are coordinated with these other documents, which supersede any estate planning provisions in your estate planning document. So again, my name's Seen Todd, tax attorney, CPA, certified financial planner here, host on the Professional Edge. If you can't listen to us on Sundays, then this show and all the prior shows are available on our podcast. You're welcome to go to iTunes or Google Podcasts. We're there. All you have to do is type in Professional Edge. You'll see my mugshot. Um, I'm in a blue shirt. You'll recognize me if you know who I am. So therefore, uh, you're going to see that in the show is Professional Edge. And if you like the segments here, be sure to share that with your friends and colleagues. Again, thanks for listening to the Professional Edge. More coming up.